coming up on this episode of the MD and Chef Team Show. Again, I'm very fortunate that these meditations came to me at six to cure the migraines, came to me in Tokyo when I felt like I was going to fall off the cliff. Uh, But to give people these tools so that they can implement themselves is so empowering for people. We disempower people when we uh, go off to a third party many times seeking advice and counsel. And I was recently like shocked to find out of going to the gynecologist for the Hello, I'm Dr. Isabel. Hey, thank you for joining us today. A little bit about myself. I'm a family practice doctor who has specialized in functional medicine. And if you're not familiar with functional medicine, we get to the root cause of people's unwellness. My passion, because of my story and my practice, is to help women overcome anxiety and depression by optimizing their brain health so that they can live, feel, and be their best. And to complement our mission here... Hi, I'm Chef Michael, Isabel's husband and certified culinary nutrition expert at Doctor on a Mission, and we are the MD and Chef team. And I bridge the gap between nutrition and brain health. If you would like to work with us, Come check us out at DrOnAMission.com or send us a message at info at DrOnAMission.com. Now that's Dr. D-O-C-T-O-R. And we can set up a chat to see how we can best serve you. We invite you to subscribe to this podcast. And And now, let's get on with with the show. Hi, Beth. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Dr. Isabel. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Please call me Isabel. Isabel, okay. Yeah, (laughs) doctor. First, I'm a human being, Isabel. (laughs) Just did the training. Hey, I, um, I wanted to ask you, where are you now? I'm in Fort Lauderdale, Florida in the US. And how's it going? So far, so good. In fact, I was just reading an article that our state fared one of the best during the pandemic on a report card. So very happy to be living here. I moved from New York uh, about two two years ago. Huh? What brought you over to to Florida? The pandemic. So you just were like, "I'm out of New York. I'm going to Florida." Basically, yeah. I was three days away from closing on an apartment, and I pulled out of the deal and just uh, made a U-turn or a, a different turn than I would have ever expected myself to make. And are you living close to the ocean at all? I or? am. I'm, I'm uh, one block from the ocean. Oh, I love the ocean. The ocean is my happy place. Nice. Hey, listen, how about if I introduce you to our listeners? Is that okay? That sounds great. Okay, great. Uh, Beth Shaw is the author of four best-selling books on health and wellness and a pioneer in the wellness, yoga, and fitness space in North America. Beth is the CEO, congratulations, and founder of Yoga Fit Training Systems Worldwide, Inc., the global mind-body education school. Yoga Fit, Beth is the go-to yoga mindfulness expert in media and has been featured in numerous fitness, business, and consumer publications. Congratulations. Thanks. They forgot to add to my bio that I'm now the host of a live radio show on Voice America called Make America Healthy. And 
It's on voiceamerica.com. We're on the wellness channel and the empowerment channel, but people can also listen anywhere that podcasts live uh, after the show. It's called Make America Healthy. And that's the name of the podcast, Make America Healthy. Yeah. Good. Great. That sounds fabulous. How long have you been doing that for? I've been doing that since February. It's a fairly new venture. That must feel very rewarding. I love it because I get to educate people on all things health and wellness, uh, not just like yoga and mind body. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's all about, taking care of the whole body, right? Exactly. The body and the mind. That's right. Hey, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions, if I may. Is that all right? Anything you'd like. How, how, long have, how long have you been meditating? Uh, actually, when I was six years old, I taught myself how to do guided imagery and meditation because I suffered from horrible migraine headaches. And uh, nobody in my family was really doing anything about them. So I started practicing guided imagery. So I guess that's been a while now. At six years of age? Yeah, six years of age. And how did you how did you learn about that? I'm I'm only counting spiritual intervention <laughs> for most of my successes in life. Oh yeah. <laughs> Great. And so you've been into meditation since six years of age? Yes. Yes. Can you tell me your journey on how you tell us the story? Which story? Because there's lots of them. Uh, whichever story you'd like to share with us about getting into meditation and yoga. Well, you know, it's interesting because I, again, taught myself how to do guided imagery at six years old. I've, I've been working out in health clubs since the age of 15. Fortunately, I developed a love of fitness uh, very young. And while I was in college, I was stretching one day doing some yoga poses after a workout and it's like the sky parted and I got a message from the universe telling me that I would be very successful in the health and wellness realm. Um, moved to California after growing up in New York city and started taking all different types of yoga. I even went and got a teacher training and I found that what they taught me wasn't really relevant when I, hmm. I went to start going to teach at health clubs. Hmm. So I, uh, the name Yoga Fit came to me spontaneously one day on a bike ride. I trademarked the name. I was doing a cable TV show at the time on health and wellness, not unlike the radio show that I'm doing today. So that's kind of interesting. And um, we started doing international trainings in 1998, and we've been operating as a school ever since. But I literally started uh, Yoga Fit as a school, as a business, out of the trunk of my car in my living room. What year did you just start doing that? 1997, officially, unofficially, it was like 1995. And how's it going? It's still going, which I guess is the best news. Um, you know, just even with the couple of years that we've had where we're having a live business model that uh, does in-person trainings. We were doing about a thousand of in-person trainings a year and 15 mind body fitness conferences across North America. Wow. Uh, We had to change to an all virtual model in about three weeks after the pandemic lockdowns, you know, and it's been a bit of a bumpy ride up and down, but uh, the good news is that we are still around and we're celebrating 25 years as a school in September. Congratulations. Thanks. And it was the pandemic really caused us to pivot, didn't it? It sure did. Pivot or die. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I um, 
So you're doing it all on Zoom now? I would say probably about about 70% of our education right now happens. They are still live trainings, but they happen on Zoom. And then we have resumed in-person conferences Mm -hmm. and individual trainings um, with mixed success. You know, a lot of people are so paralyzed by fear because of the media's infiltration. Yes. For the past two years that uh, some people are challenged to come back to live events. And, you know, someone like myself, I couldn't wait to start going to live events. I moved down to Florida. I joined a couple of uh, professional business organizations and I was uh, so happy to be going to live events in like January, 2021. Mm -hmm. So for me, uh, I'm a very social person. I love to get out there. I love to do networking. I love to share ideas and information and learn from people. Nothing takes the place of being in person. I know. And hugging people. Yeah, yeah. Are you a hugger? I am a hugger. I know. I, I just, oh, it's been so hard to do that. Where are that. you from originally? Originally, I'm from Washington, D.C., but I did okay. all, my medical, all my medical training in Colorado. And ha- how did you end up in New Zealand? I just um, was really unhappy practicing medicine in America in 2000. And uh, I remember we used to ski with the Kiwis in Colorado, you know, because they come up from, yeah. yeah, they come up into our winter. And I asked them, where are you from? I love your accent. And they said, we're from New Zealand. I said, someday I'm going to move there. And holy moly, <laughs> in 2000, my husband and I moved and with our two kids at the age of 40. So anything so can happen. happen. You made it happen. Yeah, just verbally. You never know what you're, you know, just your words can prophesy stuff. It's amazing. Uh, It's interesting because I'm going to be presenting at a women's health conference in Boston in two weeks. And tomorrow I'm going to kind of like a hospital and healthcare trade show in Orlando. And, you know, I, I joke around that healthcare in the United States should be just called sick care. I know, I know. So here I am doing this radio show, Make America Healthy, and going to these health conferences that, uh, you know, it, it's a really so much about taking care of our own health so we don't have to rely on the, on the uh, so-called uh, healthcare system because, well, you know better than anybody. It's sad. It's really sad. The way, I mean, having to go into the healthcare system is not the best way to take care of yourself. I mean, I always say, look, you're going to have to invest in yourself now or invest in yourself later. Or I'm sorry. I always say you're going to have to pay for it now, or you're going to have to pay for it later. And most people, unfortunately, wait and have to pay for it later, you know, because they, until they, when they fall off the, the, the cliff. And I always say, please don't fall off the cliff. Take care of yourself. Now you've got an inner doctor inside of you. Yeah, it's called your immune system and your body's intuitive uh, awareness. I wrote a book called Yoga Lean, and that book is all about using the practice of yoga and other mindfulness tools to really get to the place where you're so fluent in the language of what your body needs, Mm -hmm. which is different than what you think it might want, Mm -hmm. um, that you're able to make all the right food choices and healthy choices, including people to surround yourself with. And what's interesting is that even many of us like myself who really take excellent care of their health, you know, there's always an upgrade that we can do. There's always some biohack or maybe getting blood work done on a more regular basis. I just 
found out last Friday that my vitamin D levels were low and I take vitamin D and I, I live in Florida. So that's, to me, it was kind of crazy, but they gave me a shot of 50,000 IUs of vitamin D and I had so much energy that I was up Saturday morning from 4.30 in the morning, dancing through the, the wee hours of Sunday morning. So there's always an upgrade. That's a really good point. And like um, I always say, you know, test, don't guess. Because everybody does think you're not alone. Everybody does think, oh, I'm taking vitamin D. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm getting sunshine. Well, you never know until you test. Exactly. That's so, the, the importance of baseline testing is, yeah. is really everything. I wanted to ask you, um, you had said how do, I wanted to ask you how meditation helps relief, release fear, because we've got so much fear base yeah. living that's going on right now. Can you share with us how? how meditation helps with fear? Well, I, I like to think of meditation as taking the garbage out. You know, if you don't take the trash out of your home on a regular basis, it's going to pile up and start to stink. I believe the mm. same thing happens with our minds because we have 60,000 thoughts a day and we get attached 60, to 60,000. 60,000. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. a lot. And, and probably it's the 80, 20 rule. Probably 80% of the thoughts are around 20, you know, 20% of topic. Um, whatever that is for people, because they get very deep into their neural pathways and they just keep kind of running on the same mental treadmill. So meditation helps break that. It helps us also connect with source consciousness. And when you connect on a deeper level, you recognize that you, you gain more trust in yourself. You gain more trust in the universe and you're able to navigate the storms of life with much more ease and much more grace. And you know, once people learn these tools, they're invaluable because they can keep on using them over and over again instead of taking a pill. Exactly. And, and they, they don't cost anything and you can implement them at, at will. So my big platform is empowering individuals to take control of their health physically and mentally with self-directed tools. You know, and a self-directed tool might be you're going to go to the doctor and get more blood work done or a self-directed tool, maybe becoming your own mental health professional, uh, your own health coach, but it requires change and discipline and willpower. Mm -hmm. And maybe even being your own advocate and your own encourager, your own cheerleader. Yeah. yeah. Changing your self-talk is something we work a lot with in our yoga fit trainings. In fact, our yoga fit level two training is all about communication, how we're communicating to ourselves first and foremost. And then how we're communicating with others, whether it's you leading a yoga class and, and communicating or in any avenue in your life, how do you show up and communicate with others? I love it. I love it because we can change our, we can change how we are at any time. We've just got to make that decision, right? Yeah. And we also have, have to have the awareness that not that anything's wrong per se, but maybe how we're living physically or mentally is not serving us. And then what are we going to do to shift that? Mm -hmm. um, that, that becomes huge. What, what kind of, um, what kind of advice do you recommend for nutrition for people? Because, you know, our food is medicine or our food is poison. What, what do you encourage people to? <laughs> well, here in the U S uh, most of our food is poison, um, which blows my mind, but you know, for, for most people, I just recommend eating a very clean diet. And I also recommend 
uh, you know, keeping those portions nice and tight. Um, portion control. Um, I don't eat any gluten. I've been gluten-free since 2012. The biggest difference I noticed was uh, a lot more cognitive function, which I'm obsessed with cognitive function. So that worked out well for me. Uh, some people are allergic to dairy. Um, I think the most important thing is just not eating processed foods. If it comes from a package or a bag or a box or a can, unless it's like rice or something or artichoke hearts, try and stay away from that. Uh, I try just to eat as clean as possible. And in my book, Yoga Lean, I have 35 gluten-free recipes, as well as different eating plans based upon your Ayurvedic dosha. Mm -hmm. In Ayurvedic medicine, there are three different body types, if you will, and they require different nutrition. Can you, re can you refresh the listeners with the three areas? Yeah, the three, uh, the three doshas in Ayurveda are kapha, which is uh, more like slow moving, uh, grounded, uh, tend to have larger bones and uh, more weight distribution on their bodies. Uh, you know, you can think of someone who is um, just a little bit uh, bigger boned and, and slower and heavier. And then there is pitta, which is fire. And they usually have a temper and, are type A's and fast moving. And then, <laughs> I bet you I'm a pitta. <laughs> I bet you're a, you're a pitta, yes. And then there's the vatas who tend to have a slimmer constitution. They're usually the ones who you might call an airhead. You know, their heads are in the clouds. Sometimes they get ungrounded, scattered, uh, easily prone to anxiety. Hmm. So, uh, and there are different Ayurvedic hacks that you can do to kind of balance out your dosha too. So my book, Yoga Lean, is, is based on Ayurvedic medicine. And then from there, we work forward. But again, it's, it's self-assessment tools, knowing your type and then moving forward. And you give ideas, you give guidelines on what to do yeah, for all the we, different doshas. Yeah, eating programs, exercise programs, different Ayurvedic hacks to calm anxiety, mm -hmm. to cool down if you're pitta, like watermelon juice, uh, cucumber juice, cooling foods. I'm, I'm part pitta too, I'm pitta vata, and I eat spicy food like crazy, which is supposed to be very aggravating to my existing condition. I love spicy food. My husband's yeah. a chef. So I'm like, babe, put on the spice. <laughs> so uh, one of the other questions I wanted to ask you is how does fear manifest in the body and health? I know that's a big question, but you know, if I'll, we could just. Yeah, I'll, I'll break it down. I mean, fear definitely manifests in the body. If you've had childhood trauma or adult trauma, you know, they say the issues are in the tissues. Ooh, so I've ooh. worked with clients who I remember one gentleman, he had had a heart attack and then open heart surgery. He was in a yoga chest expansion pose and he had like spontaneous memory of the surgery and everything and had a bit of a reaction to that. Um, people who have had a lot of childhood sexual trauma tend to hold a lot of extra weight, typically around their hips and thighs. Um, you know, people who have been in, uh, let's say, car accident will usually have a lot of trauma held in the neck and the traps, you know, their, their ears may become uh, attached to their shoulders. 
So we definitely hold trauma in our bodies. We hold fear in our bodies. Uh, one of the best ways that we can do releasing of that is through uh, pranayama breath work and deep breathing exercises. And again, a lot of self-talk. Um, I think we all have in the past couple of years in particular had the opportunity to deal with our own fear and how that shows up in our lives. Uh, I remember, you know, being locked up in my apartment in New York city for three months, like wiping down my door handles with Clorox wipes, you know, uh, in fear. And then somehow I made the decision probably coinciding with the time I got in the car to drive to Florida to let that fear go. And like I said, start to go to events and be around a ton of people and, um, you know, it was fine. It was fine. Uh, I ended up actually getting COVID in 2021, but I thought it was a bad case of PMS until I couldn't smell or taste anything. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I have made a very conscious decision in my own life not to let fear rule me and not to let fear make my decisions. And to be how do you warm- do that? How do you do that? How uh, do you decide I am not going to let fear? I think it's taking a, a hard look at your actions and your decisions. And if you believe in the philosophy that in the universe, there's only fear or love and you make the commitment to choose love. And that could be love for yourself, love for another person, love for humanity, love for pets, whatever, mm. love and trust, you know, trusting the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's a, it's a lot of self-talk. I've, I've made a joke that, you know, and I used to see, mental health professionals and saw a psychiatrist for a couple of years when I was living in New York. And I, I joked around to a friend yesterday that since the pandemic, I've become my own mental health professional. Mm-hmm. And uh, by and large, I think I've done a pretty good job. And those times that you really need to go deep by yourself and do the work, mm-hmm. uh, if you're committed to it, that's when you can really see positive growth and getting into a state of love and trust and getting out of fear. Mm-hmm. I also do a lot of coaching around this for, for individuals and, and groups. I, I'm with you. It's either fear or love. That's yeah. the bottom line. It, that's, I, it's just so obvious. The older I get, the more I see what's going on. It is fear or love. And there's so much fear out there. Of course, you know, the news has a lot to do with it. Um, I, that, I love that you broke it down to that's the simple thing. And, and I love simple. I'm just a simple minded person. People can remember that. Uh, and being your own brain coach. I love that too. That's so important because you're with you 24 seven and you, you can, you got to learn to be your own cheerleader and say, no, that's, you're going to be okay. You're going to get through this. You've gotten through this. You can do this. And when the when you start to get those positive voices to outweigh the negative ones, yes, yes. then you're in a really good space. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, giving people these self-directed tools is so empowering for mm-hmm. the individual. And uh, you know, I think in 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 traditional medicine, uh, also in mental health, we've become. So, and I used to be. I, I used to be this person, so I'm speaking from experience, you know, if it wasn't a mental health professional or a life coach or some spiritual tarot reader, what I was always looking for some answers under as many different rocks as I could pick up, um, which was interesting and entertaining. But I think the real growth comes when you have to do the work yourself. I remember I wrote this in my book, Healing Trauma with Yoga, 
I was in Japan in the summer of 2019. And, and my go-to if I'm in a dark place is usually like, I will go and exercise. That usually at least helps get me out of it. I'll go to the gym, I'll go for a walk, whatever. Mm-hmm. I had just come off of teaching uh, at two different conferences in Singapore and Shanghai back to back and partying a little bit while I was over there too. And I was just exhausted. And I had recently gone through a breakup and I was exchanging, you know, very heated text messages with my ex. And I really felt in a dark place. And there was part of me that was like, wow, am I going to just like drop here in the streets of Tokyo? No one's going to know who I am and I'm going to be in trouble. I went back to my hotel room and I just like lay there and I got into this this image came to me of that deep, dark black hole that many of us feel, especially those of us who've been prone to depression, that dark suck hole that we feel. I saw myself going into it and then taking this pink, foamy kind of whipped cream-like substance and filling that entire dark hole up with this pink uh, whipped cream kind of thing and then putting some orange sealant on the top of that hole like a wax, kind of orange wax. And I put it in my book, Healing Trauma with Yoga, because it's like, I think I called it the pink bubble meditation or something. But again, I'm very fortunate that these meditations came to me at six to cure the migraines, came to me in Tokyo when I felt like I was going to fall off the cliff. Uh, But to give people these tools so that they can implement themselves is so empowering for people. We disempower people when we Uh, go off to a third party many times seeking advice and counsel. And I was recently like shocked to find out of going to the gynecologist for the, you know, annual exam. I knew more about certain things and hormones than the gynecologist knew. And I was like, you know, granted I study and research a lot, but you know, I was like, this is a very sad state of affairs. It is, it is. And you've got to understand <laughs> that we as medical doctors aren't trained about bioidentical hormones and yeah. checking yeah. saliva yeah. and urine yeah. and cortisol levels. And all. I mean, exactly. it's a totally different, it's a re-education. It's like going back to medical school. And for a lot of us who went through medical school, we're like, uh, I never want to go through that again because it's a horror show. Yes. So congratulations for doing your research. And, you know, actually our patient, the patients actually teach the doctors a lot because then they start seeking. So, yeah. And I think that the doctors have to be open and, you know, no doctors are trained in nutrition first and foremost. I mean, mean, you know, my platform is that if we really cared about people's health, if we truly cared about people's health, Mm -hmm. no matter what they say, they would be teaching everyone on the planet, uh, from an early age, yes, just the benefits of simple, nu- simple nutrition, not like with the cereal box that's part of I your know. four basic food groups. I, I'm with you, and I believe that uh, what the food industry is doing is they should go to jail. They should go to jail right there with the pharmaceutical companies. And I'll tell you, I. Um, I had Dr. Pam Peek, who has written five best-selling books, including one called The Hunger Fix, which is about food addiction. Mm-hmm. I had her on my radio show, Make America Healthy, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked to hear that, you know, pre-COVID, our obesity stats in the U.S. were hovering around 46%. Well, now they're well up over 50%. And anyone in the U.S. who was obese pre-COVID gained an average of 29.5 pounds during COVID, pushing oh. them 
over the obesity level and also talking a lot about body composition and, you know, what percentage of body fat do you have is also a big indicator of health. And these are things that, you know, not everybody has the opportunity to go step on one of those machines in their doctor's office that measures your fat to muscle ratio, Mm -hmm. um, the in-body, but I am hoping that these diagnostics are somehow like made with an app and something you step on so that you can, again, be in control of, Hey, my body fats, you know, climbing up over 28%, uh, the ratios are, are heading in the wrong direction. I need to make a course correction. Absolutely. I'm with you hundred percent. We don't have healthcare. We've got disease management yeah. and that's, that's, I, I, I'm right there with you, sister. I, I tell you <laughs> You're a kindred spirit. Oh, it's just sick. It's so sick. It's just so sick. Hey, um, gosh, 60,000 thoughts a day. And if we do the 80-20, um, how many of those thoughts are good thoughts? You know, we got to. Exactly. That's a lot of work. So so for me, I, I have found that it's helpful to wake up every day and you know, first thing in the morning, I have a dog. So we go out for a walk and I tell myself like, today is going to be a good day. Today you're going to win uh, and practice some gratitude, but it's really that morning self-coaching because a lot of times we might have a dream of something from the past or wake up in the middle of the night with anxiety about the future. So you get to be your own cheerleader and you get to be your own coach. And if you're not happy with the thoughts that are going on in your head on a regular basis, the good news is that you get to make that change. And I really believe, Isabel, that there's a huge correlation between physical activity and movement and working out and yoga and positive self-talk. Because if you gave your body that hour a day as your way of saying thank you, because I've got to keep this vehicle with me till the end of my time here on the planet. If I put in that goodwill and that gratitude towards my body, otherwise known as a workout, it gives me at least something to feel good about that day. Even if I can find nothing else in the day to feel good about. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) That's all I can say is yes. Yes, because as a mainstream medical doctor trained in that and now out doing functional medicine, yeah. And it's just, I know that this will happen. I know that this will become normal, but it's going to take a lot of time and it's going to take you educating the public, you know? In fact, uh, we're having on my show on May 11th, which happens to be my birthday. Oh, happy happy unbirthday now, but happy birthday on May 11th. We're having Dr. Nick Paracone on. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with him. He's, he's a great guy. Uh, so he's going to be on with the functional medicine doctor. And we'd love to have you on the show sometime as well. That would be fun. Actually, maybe we can have you on May 11th since it's anti-aging day, only because it's my birthday. Oh, <laughs> so beautiful. Yes. Well, I'll have your people talk to my people and okay, we'll make perfect, it happen. Perfect. Perfect. Hey, I, I applaud you for doing the hard work because I know the hard work, you know, that yeah, deep hard you work. Know, but, but for me, there's no alternative and, I and, know. You know, and we never, I don't think we ever get to a place in life. Uh, you know, I'm in my fifties now we don't get to a place where it's like, Oh, got everything under control, <laughs> got my mental health under control, got my physical, like everything's in, you know, so it's an ongoing process. It's really a marathon and it's not a sprint, although sometimes we're sprinting and then we can take it easy a little bit. Um, but it's definitely, 
It's worth the effort. Uh, Isabel, you know, hosting this show, Make America Healthy, my question always is, how many people really want to make a change in their health? Uh, how, how are we going to incentivize them to do that? Like, yes. what they say it's time to turn, you know, if you're obese, you didn't get obese overnight. No, it didn't happen. No. You know, there had to have been one day when you were pulling up your size eight jeans that didn't fit anymore and be like, oh, I'm not going to curse, but I'm from New York. So normally I would, but like, oh, crap, you know, it's time to turn this ship around. I mean, I do that if, if I fluctuate three pounds in weight or if my body fat creeps up 2%, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm, good. Uh, but what makes you want to do that? What, that was the question. What incentivizes you? Well, what incentivizes me is I want to be the best version of myself all the time. Yes. I want to be better. I want to learn more. I want to expand my mind, my consciousness. I want to get stronger as I get older. In fact, I'm planning when I'm 70, I'm going to do a bodybuilding competition. You go, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like we can get stronger as we get older. And so many studies have shown even people in their 60s who start a fitness program make remarkable gains. Well, I have to raise my hand. I'm 62 years young, training for 100 years, strong, toned, healthy, and sexy, and making love with my husband until my last day on earth. And I just want to say, I'm the healthiest now and the the best visceral fat, body fat, you know, all that's all those documents, all those numbers. But you know what? I had to make the decision because you know what? People in their 60s are like, oh, I'm just going to get fat. That's just the way it is. Or no, this is the way. So it's a decision, right? Yes. So I love that you're going to be 70 and a bodybuilder. I can't wait to see the pictures. (laughs) <laughs> well, you might have to wait about uh, 17 years, but I will send them. <laughs> you look great. You look great. Thank I love you. it. I love Thank it. And you. that's that isn't that the bottom line, like have a vision and hold it. And that's where you're going. Yeah. And do a vision board and keep it in front of you and don't think small uh, and surround yourself with people who champion you. Would those be the three action steps that you would say for people? Because I always ask my list, my my speakers, um, what three action steps would you let our listeners know so that they can implement something right away to start winning? Well, in my book, Yoga Lean, I talk about health as a wheel, like a bicycle wheel. So there's so many different spokes. So my first action step would be for everyone to get out a piece of paper, create a wheel with different spokes that are aspects mm-hmm. of your life physical health, mental health, emotional health, financial health, relationship health, social health, yeah. business health, you know, yeah. and then give themselves a score of uh, A to F on where they're at now, write down their intentions on what they want to strengthen, and then start to craft craft an action plan around that. So everybody needs to have like a multifaceted holistic approach to their own totality of their beingness. And then number two, uh, I would say find a support system and support systems can come in so many different ways. I just got back from, I'm a member of EO entrepreneurs organization, just got back from an EO event. Uh, it was great. Um, I'm enrolled at Harvard for an executive education program. So, you know, I have a support group in that respect. So you can go to 12-step meetings online. They're free. 
And that can be your way of finding a support group. You have friends you like to work out with, uh, you know, and, and, and you'll find if you have a, a bunch of different friends and acquaintances, you'll find some, one of your friends wants to go take a private pole dance lesson with you. You'll find someone. Who, <laughs> they say that's really good for you. Well, I may or may not have been in a male strip club recently and saw the, the guys that are working these poles. I saw a guy do splits up a pole. Wow. He was so ripped in his core. The first thing as a fitness professional, the first thing I thought of was, oh my God, what an amazing workout. I have to go do that today. Um, so I, yesterday actually was out with some friends and uh, someone who came to one of our yoga fit retreats a few months ago. She's like, I'll go to take a private pole dance lesson with you. I'm like, great. Uh, and that's a fear thing for me because I, I have a fear of falling on my head doing that. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I would some- too. You're not alone. <laughs> well, well, I'll send you pictures. We'll see what okay, happens. Okay, yeah, that'd be great. Um, so I think, you know, finding people that, so I, I love to have friends that are up for anything, you know, whether it's a plant medicine ceremony or going to a conference. Um, so rely on your support system to help you get where you want to go. Yes. And, and last but not least, and I say this in Yoga Lean because we have seven steps to being Yoga Lean. Uh, forgive yourself because we're only human mm. and we're going to slip up. I love so, that. Compassion and empathy and forgiveness. I, I'm a triple type A personality born and raised in New York City. Thank God for yoga and other mind body tools. They've helped me calm down a bit, but I still have that fire in me, that drive. And, you know, some days I just need to cut myself a break for not getting everything on that to-do list done, or, or maybe it's not happening in the rapid pace in which I would like it to happen. I hear you. <laughs> Forgive yourself. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And just, you know, yeah, I love, I love that. The wheel, find your support system and forgive yourself. I love that. Where, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on my website. That's Shaw.com. People can find me on Instagram. That's Shaw Health. People can listen to my radio show that also lives as a podcast on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, all the other podcast channels. Now, I'm on voiceamerica.com, and you can listen to any of my shows present or past off of the voiceamerica.com platform. But also, if you just uh, type in Make America Healthy, anywhere podcasts live, you should be able to listen to the show as a podcast on Apple, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those different channels. Um, they can find me on Instagram, Beth Shaw Health. You can find me on LinkedIn, Beth Shaw. Um, find me on Facebook. I'm pretty easy to find. <laughs> cool. And we'll have it in the show notes. All right. Great. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure connecting with you. You're awesome. I, I wish this podcast was going on for another two hours just so we could chat. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm totally that hot Ayurvedic. <laughs> so go, the, the go cucumbers. Yeah. Go have some cucumber juice. <laughs> okay. I will. Hey, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for thank your time. You. Namaste. Thank you. God bless. Hey, thank you everyone for joining us today at the MD and chef team. Thanks for Beth sharing her wisdom. Everything will be in the show notes. Please check out her stuff. It's invaluable. 
know that you can be the doctor of your yourself. You just need a little bit of coaching and that's what Beth is there for. Okay. Have a wonderful day and remain unstoppable. Mwah! Love you guys. Bye for now. Bye. Bye, Beth. Thank you. Thank you, honey. Hello, Chef Michael here. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you subscribe to the podcast and left us a review.